Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, everybody, and welcome... Ho, 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 ho. Ho, ho, ho. Welcome to the Triple Jump podcast. It's a video game podcast. I'm scared. <laughs> I'm scaring him. And I'm also scared. I thought something had gone wrong. Yeah. Oh, ho, ho. no. I thought just, you spotted like a small fire or yeah. something. I'm just full of post-Christmas joy. Oh, right. The okay. decorations are still on. That's up what the, that is, isn't the it? The clothes yeah. are still on because it's not the 6th of January yet. Which no, is, that's which is when the you rule. Take them down, Otherwise, you have to go to prison. Yeah, um, you'd be summarily executed. How was your Christmas? Don't know. Uh, good. Probably good. Best, best Christmas of my life. Best Christmas of your life. Brilliant. We're not recording this in advance. We are recording this yeah. in advance. Yeah. Uh, the current date is the twentieth of December, mm-hmm. but uh, this podcast is going out over the period where we're off for Christmas and New Year. Well, you're not. You're in for a bit, aren't you? Just one day. Just one day. Uh, So (laughs) this is the podcast for them because we didn't want to deprive you of any content. Of course, we have our wonderful podcast producers who uh, deserve a shout out. And so that's that's why we're here. But because we don't know what the news is going to be Mm -hmm. ahead of time, we've sort of uh, we're doing what we did last year, which is borrowing from our bonus Patreon After Dark podcast. And we've got a hat right here, a rules boss hat. You might recognize it if you're watching the video. Mm. Uh, Full of gaming related questions. After Dark is non-gaming, but these are full of gaming related questions. And we're going to just answer some sort of personal anecdote things. Yeah, most of them are what we used to do with the lots of anecdotal stuff of like, which video game character would you invite? To, to tea, tea mm. uh, et cetera, et cetera. So lots of quick fire ones. So we're going to get through as many of these as we can in the next 90... Hour? Hour. Next we'll 90 hours. We'll so if this goes. week, uh, you know, there's been some enormous story about how the GTA 7 trailer has leaked or something. <laughs> yeah. Then, yeah, sorry. Um, sorry we're, about that. We're full of figgy pudding. Yeah, yeah. and we, are. we won't go until we've got some more. Some, some more. Even yeah. more, yeah. Even more. Yeah. Uh, but, but there we are. Let's crack on with the podcast, yeah. shall we? Uh, we, of course, need to talk about our sponsor. Mm. Now, sponsors are a bit thin on the ground this time of year because everyone is obviously at home and enjoying time with their family. Uh, but I believe... Ashton, did, did yes. you, you yeah. managed to source one? Yes, for this week. I have one. Um, it's kind of like one that everyone's going to know about because it's only coming in, it was coming in two days. It'll be here in two days at time of release. So that's okay. very exciting. Um, this year's kind of been the year of like doing something again, you know, rebooting a franchise mm. or remastering some stuff that's not actually that old. So um, coming from Naughty Dog, is 2023 remastered. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's coming in 
2024. We get to do it again. Objectively, this year has probably been the least problematic year um, in terms of, well, actually, that's not true. There's mm. a lot going on this year. Yeah. So hopefully within the remaster, they'll um, fix, a lot, they'll fix a lot of the humanitarian issues we've been having this year. Mm-hmm. Luckily, no COVID. Uh, well, no massive waves of COVID, at least. It's mm-hmm. still hanging around, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe that'll be gone in the when they patch it in 2024. Or there might be extra content. Maybe there'll maybe be a swine flu con- thing. Why yeah. would you manifest that now? Don't know. That's not really Problem happening. is, on many occasions, we have said <clears throat> stuff in videos and on podcasts, and yeah. then it has come true. So yeah. I, if yeah. there is now swine flu, in the next year or two that is my fault, your fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm personally hoping for a roguelike mode that mm-hmm. they might add or on or we just do the same day over yeah. and just over again just groundhog day yeah. over and over yeah. I mean we are going to be doing the whole year again and that's exciting yeah, I mean exactly. this is not going to this is going to be feeding the trolls a bit isn't it they're like bloody naughty dog working on another remaster why do they have to this 2023 came out this what, year. less than a year ago <laughs> it's, what, why are you the dust hasn't it? even settled yet mm. yeah but it's actually, it's not real. Oh, oh 2024 God. is, thank God, its own brand new year. It's a new year. Hopefully new things will happen. I almost said it's been a great year for us personally, but then I was like, actually, it's not been a very good year for me, so I don't actually want to live this year again. <laughs> so I was like, let's not say that either. Mm. So 2024, I think you said year, that at the end of last year, didn't you? But this Did year was worse. This year was worse. It kicked off bad. It stayed bad for at least the first six months and then finally started to pick up again towards the end of the year. So hopefully I'm on this upward. Yeah, I hope so, It could only get better. I hope we get to the end and you say, you know, on balance, good year. Mm. Last year I said, hopefully next year will be a year I can say about a good year. Mm. Now, ah, (laughs) Well, our years have been better to have you in it, Ashton. They have. So. Thank you. So our years were good for that reason. And your year would have been even worse if you not had us in it. That's so true. Could you imagine? That would have been terrible. Yeah. Uh, no, we're not sponsored by 2023 Remastered. We are, of yeah. course, sponsored by Dead Island to the Spider. Are you here today? Uh, he's gone home for Christmas. He's, a, yeah, he's home for he's Christmas. He's on holiday for Christmas. By wonderful patrons over at patreon.com forward slash team triple jump. If you support us there, um, you get access to a whole load of different rewards, including asking questions on this podcast. Maybe you could have had a question in this hat. Uh, you will get early access to worst games, weirdest games. You get exclusive access to episodes of Main Menu, Rules Boss, a new episode of Rules Boss coming really soon. Actually, yeah, next isn't week, it? I think. Um, on on the Patreon, and there are other tiers available as well with other rewards. Um, you know, maybe maybe it's time to check out what the fuss is all new about. New year, new patron. Exactly. Do you think um, Dead Island Two, the Spider, going home for Christmas? Do you think he's in your toilet with all of those babies? Do you think they've all come, <laughs> oh. come together for a oh, nice dinner? Oh, that would be so yeah. nice. Yeah. yeah, of flies. Yeah, lots of flies. Yum, yum, yum. Stuffed fly. I hope they don't all come back because there was flipping loads of them. Yeah, and they were tiny when they left, and they'll be much bigger now. Mm -hmm. So good. Yeah, Dead Island to the spiders. Yeah, our website is tripleju.mp. That's tripleju.mp. There you can find links to everything that we do. You can find our YouTube, our Twitch, our Discord. If you want a cameo message from any of us, you can get that there. Triplejumpshop.com. I'm going to take a huge swing. (laughs) Oh my god! At this point. There might be new merch available now. Possibly. We have been waiting on samples of our new merch for like three weeks now. We need to chase that up. <laughs> thing is, uh, even if we have, if the new merch is available, we won't have been able to shoot a trailer for no, it. No, we won't. No. We're really running out of road here. Either way, triplejumpshop.com. Prepare yourselves. New, new year, merch. new merch. There's either new merch right now or new merch is coming really soon. Yeah. Uh, because it's it's done. We just need to look at it and go, 
Yes, that's printed well. And we can guarantee Christmas delivery 2024. <laughs> yes, we can. Absolutely. We absolutely can. Uh, once again, patreon.com forward slash team triple jump. Now, just because we're not in the office doesn't mean there's not loads of stuff happening right now. Firstly, of course, if you celebrate it, we hope you had a very fantastic Christmas this Monday just gone. Or a happy yeah. Hanukkah. Or a happy Hanukkah, mm-hmm. precisely. Whatever it is you celebrate, we hope you're having a lovely, peaceful period. Merry atheism. Currently. Happy yes. Kwanzaa. That's around Christmas time as well, isn't I, it? I believe so. I, I'm I'm afraid to say I'm that I'm very ignorant. ignorant Merry to know holiday. Which mm. one it is. Yeah, Merry Holiday yeah. to you. You're ruining Christmas. Uh, we had lists going out <laughs> all this week. We uh, do we did our annual ten best of twenty twenty three, ten worst of twenty twenty three, and ten most disappointing games of twenty twenty three. Mostly negative, a little bit of positive mm. there as well. I got to do the positive one this year, that's nice. Yeah. It was yeah. good. I was like, ah, oh, lots of good games this year. And I didn't think of a single bad thing the oh, whole time. Lovely. It was lovely. While us boys were being toxic. Yeah. yeah. But they tend to track better. So, yeah, they do. Uh, yeah. People like the negativity. It's true. <laughs> they really do. There was uh, a video that went out yesterday. Yes. Triple Jump isn't changing mm. 2023. Or is it? Well, we'll see. Maybe in 2024 it mm. might. But no, probably not. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Uh, so you can go and watch our annual uh, thank you-a-thon where we say nice things about all the people who have helped us through the year and mention anything that has changed this year or maybe will be changing next year. There's a tiny little one, little tiny, little, little, tiny change happening. But don't <laughs> oh, worry. What is it? It's not a bad one. <laughs> Let's we'll go watch the whole video to find out. Yeah. Mm. You've been busy over the Christmas period, haven't you? I certainly have. Yes. Um, oh, I'm so tired because yesterday I did a full day of streaming and hopefully finished WWE 2K20's rubbish my career. What time mode. are you starting? 9.30 in the morning. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's, it's at least 10 hours long, that career mode. So I thought, I'll get started, because then maybe I'll be able to just have some day left yeah. to relax. Mm. Uh, but I'm doing that in aid of uh, Far Place Animal Shelter, which is a no-kill uh, animal charity. Um, they have charity shops all over the Northeast and quite a few over the country as well. They're, they're a great charity, and they are where I got my cat from. Oh. So I wanted to raise money for them. So uh, if you're in a position to give, there will be information. In fact, I think the redirect triplej.mp forward slash charity should still be working. Mm. So you can go there and check that out. You might still out. be streaming. Oh, this goes out well on the Saturday after six. I you really could still be going. Not. I don't want that. Check the Twitch. You might still be going. No, no, <laughs> don't want it. We've got a big ranked video coming out on New Year's Day. So yes. when you're a little bit hungover, a little bit worse for wear, you can stay horizontal and listen to these two rank every Pokemon first gen from worst to best. Yep. Yeah. And there's a lot of them. 151 of them. Oof. How long's the video, Peter? Uh, three hours long. Yeah. It's two hours and 58 minutes or something. I it's think. A really. Do you reckon we could add some stuff in just to pad it so it gets over the three hour mark? What could, could we do? do? Add an extra one in there. A yeah. cheeky fake one. Just do a few um. Yeah. <laughs> between yeah, yeah, a few yeah. of the entries. Uh, some, some deep sighs. We've already yeah. added one fake one in there. Well, it's not fake. It's real. It's real. It's real. Um, but, Do you reckon uh, if you added a fake one in, anyone would notice? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. We'd hear about it. <laughs> we would hear Especially about it. Especially given that the list would start number 152. Yeah. That would uh, be, what? <laughs> Hey, hang on now. Yeah, yeah this, is, uh, this has been a long time coming, I feel, and uh, there's no way that anyone is going to be thrilled by the ranking of their favorite Pokemon. But we hope you enjoy the video nonetheless. Yeah. Well, especially because we rank them based on, like, stats as well as, like, cultural know, design and cultural significance and stuff. So, like, the, the top five, there's, like, at least one really weird one in there that you would just not expect. It's not, like, a bad Pokemon, but you're like, why is that there? Mm. What's that doing there? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 
we hope you enjoy it and find it educational. We liked putting it together for you. And hey, you. if you hated it, put it in the comments yeah. because every little bit of engagement tells YouTube you liked it. So if you didn't like where your Pokemon was, tell us anyway. Yeah. We'll take it. you would have ranked it. We deliberately put yours at 140. <laughs> Boo, yeah. rubbish Pokemon. Yeah. Next week, we are doing our Game of the Year podcast where us three and maybe also James. I believe so. James Jacobs. Um, we'll go through our top five games of the year and our most anticipated. But you can get involved. If you head over to the Patreon now, if you are a patron, you can vote on the suggested games um, and whoever the top five of those will get talked about. And we might even read out your opinion if your game gets in the top five. <laughs> Mm. Alice, tell us what game you are most anticipating because we'd love to talk about that as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Also, um, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yeah, for also that as well. A yeah. couple yeah. of days' time. Well, tomorrow, I suppose, is New yeah. Year's Eve, isn't it? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, Happy New Year to everyone, all of the Warriors clan listening to this that have been listening to our podcast this year. Mm -hmm. And in fact, we've just passed a big milestone as well. Episode 250 was last week. So thank you to um, some of you who have been listening to well, all of them. You've mm -hmm. listened since the very beginning. Mm -hmm. uh, so thank you. It's it's incredible that we're still doing this, breaking into our new, what is it, our, our next 250? Yeah. There's, yeah. No, there's no mathematical word for that, is there? No. no. Half a millennium. Yeah. Maybe. Sort what? of. No. Doesn't matter. Happy New Year to all of you. But not only thank you to everyone who's who's watched and supported, but thank you specifically. Yes. yes. Segway to the podcast producers. Ben, what's a podcast producer? A podcast producer is someone who goes to patreon.com forward slash team triple jump, supports us at the appropriate tier and guarantees a shout out every single podcast because they're so generous and they are a patron of the arts and they can put that on their CV. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, you can do Patron that. Patron of the uh, PA, you can put that after your name. Peter Austin. Peter, that's what I put. <laughs> Peter Austin, PA. Mm. PA yeah. stands for Peter Austin. Yeah. They're very, very generous. There's a very generous bunch of people who've done that, Peter, just like. Just like G.Y. Goliath. Nicole Hansen. Duncan Wilson. Katie Garrett. Eric Siu. Potato Shack 99. Chris or Chip or Chris Thompson's Thumbs. Melody Albonet. Nexus Polaris. Gabrielle Philippink. Blake Thomas. Janet Wicks. Great Wicks, sorry. Great Giggity. <laughs> and Shaman Nomo. Lovely. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Podcast producers. Right, it's time to go into the hat and Peter, answer would some you like bloody to get questions. One out first? I'd love to get one out, if I may. Do Thank it. You. I've got one. Okay. Congratulations. It's from Robert Golding, who says, what gaming trend needs to be left in 2023? Mm. Easy. Don't yeah. know if it's a trend, really. But uh, live service games. Yeah, it well, doesn't work. Yeah. They don't work. I was going to say, there have been some pleasant rumblings in the past few months from a couple of big companies saying, we're not really sure about doing live service anymore, mm. yeah. um, which is nice to hear. Mm -hmm. I'd love for live service to be left in 2023. I don't think it will be. There's definitely going to be some people who just run it into the ground for several more years <laughs> yes. at the very least. But um, Think yeah. of the shareholders, guys. Indeed. I don't think care of about the shareholders. What? How? I don't care about them. I don't How understand. That, that doesn't that doesn't make any sense. Uh, indefensible position them. there. You've got to love the shareholders. Certainly, what I wouldn't like to see uh, is anyone taking up the live service model in 2024. Uh, who you, you, companies who aren't yet using it. Yeah. So, for example, Naughty Dog nearly did, and mm. now they're saying they won't, and that's yeah. good, if you ask me. Yes. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, hopefully there won't be more people saying like, we're going to try live service this year. Thinks, think it's going to be a great idea. Mm. Mm -hmm. Any other trends you want to see bend off? Yes. Um, 
super premium pre-orders getting access to a oh, game yeah. a week early. That's weird and stupid mm -hmm. and it doesn't mm -hmm. seem fair and you just get loads of leaks and spoilers and it's yeah. it's a really stupid way to incentivize people buying a more expensive version. Yeah. I don't like it. It doesn't make sense. And while we're talking about it, yeah. Oh yeah. Premium editions, right? That cost like flipping 90 quid. Ubisoft, yeah, and they're digital only. They don't have a disc, yeah. and you you don't get a disc. You don't get a little statue. You don't get an art book. You get like a skin for your assassin. Yeah, mm -hmm. rubbish. Yeah, no, enough of rubbish. that. Stop it. Get some help. Enough of that. Stop that now, yeah. please. Um, and Trendy, you'd like to see Bindoff? Uh, I would like to see more use of terminology like um, cool ability cooldowns or single use scrolls, rather than cards. Why are you calling them cards? <laughs> Why are you building a deck? What, what What do you mean? Love deck building. This is just my This is just my ability hotbar. <clears throat> and they have a cooldown on them or they're single use and you just spend them in your inventory. That's that's what they are. Stop saying that it's a deck. It's not. It's a card system. No, it's it? not. Yeah. It's a multifaceted I am card a, system. I'm a knight trying to save somebody or the world uh, from a dragon. I'm not carrying a flipping deck around with me. What are you talking about? Yeah. I, I, I have one other one, and I might be a bit controversial. Okay. I would like people to stop making roguelites and roguelikes. I was actually... Just for a bit. I was actually thinking that, but I, I, I couldn't... I just felt... Yeah. I, some people do them. <laughs> some people do them really good, and yeah. if it's the whole basis of your game, like Hades and Hades Two, I know is meant to be coming out next year. That's great, but just because you can doesn't mean you should. God of War. Yeah. <laughs> the Last of Us Part Two. Yeah. Yeah. I just think that, like, you know, I just don't think we need it. I think we've moved past the need for flipping roguelites in like games that don't necessarily haven't always been a roguelike. Mm. And just because you got a DLC, you can't just tack on a roguelike and tell me to enjoy myself. Because yeah. I'm not going to. Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. God I've, of War Valhalla. In, in de, this is why I didn't say it, because I think in, in defense of it, they're meant to actually be in those instances. I can't speak for Tiny Tina. But in the instances of the Sony exclusives, I've actually heard very good things about them. But I agree in the sense that that is not what I want from those games. Yeah. And that is not what I play those games for no, i just want the story stuff exactly yeah. like i feel like i've missed out on a lot of the god of war ragnarok about hala stuff it's been regurgitated to me by my boyfriend because i watched him play it and i thought no i don't want to play a roguelike mm -hmm. i don't want to do stupid pick which card you want <laughs> sorry what? uh pick which Blech. ability you want <laughs> um i don't want to do that that's not what i like i play god of war because i can run around do puzzles and kill things i don't want to be forced to do it over and over again mm -hmm. anyway don't no, sue me. I'm inclined to agree. I've I've played a couple of roguelikes and I've said before that it's not my favorite mm -hmm. uh, yeah. genre, but I was surprised by the games themselves and actually ended up enjoying the games. But I do think it's a genre that a lot of major franchises and publishers are just sort of cashing in on. Yeah. And mm. this is not, I know how complicated it is to make a game, right? It's really bloody hard. This is not diminishing the efforts of the developers, but it does feel a bit like a shortcut to just generating almost endless content for yeah. yeah and and that's that's not great i'm not yeah. a fan of that i agree you know what trend i want to see uh end just gaming <laughs> you done let's just stop it we just check out yeah yeah just listen to all this like negativity we've got we we clearly hate games why don't we just cancel hey, we might it? get a positive question next. no we might yeah no it's, i have, a, I have one yeah and it's not negative okay. andrew austin worthy 
That is three or two first names and a surname, I guess. Still two first names. Mm-hmm. Um, hi, Bap. What was your most played game of 2023 according to your PlayStation wrap-up? Ooh. Personally, my most played game was Power Wash Simulator. I regret nothing, as you should not. Power Wash Simulator, flipping slaps. Oh, man, Mine was quite surprising, actually. Mine... I don't, I don't celebrate, so I didn't even look. But um, I don't celebrate. Mine was probably um, either Spider Man or Resident Evil, maybe, because um, I played that, played that quite a lot. I need to try and find my. Wasn't mail. yours on the Twitter, or did you send it to someone? Is that what you're looking? I, at? I put my. It said, "Oh, you've got the year off." To like, you started the year off with a splash, and it you was Garfield Car Furious Racing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was fun. Yeah, mine was quite surprising, and I also realised that from my wrapped for PlayStation that I actually didn't play that many games on my PlayStation this year. I think I definitely spent a lot more time either playing games on Xbox Game Pass or on PC this year, mm-hmm. um, which I was quite surprised about because normally PlayStation is like my my main source of you know, games. Mm-hmm. But I was quite surprised by how few hours, and it wasn't a tiny amount, like I still played quite a lot of it, but yeah, I I definitely played a lot more on other things this year that I didn't even realise quite how much I had. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's good. Diversify. Yeah. I did play a lot more Switch this year with Zelda and stuff, and yeah. I've been playing a lot of Xbox too. Uh, so yeah, I played 100, and, I've now played 135 games. A lot of them are jumping food games though for Platinum Trophies. Right. So yeah. let's, let's, let's not... Uh, overstate how much it says that I've played. I think it's probably, yeah, it's uh, my most played game is Diablo 4, ah. 93 hours, uh, which yeah. was 10% of my playtime, just because, I mean, I, I felt like I was talking about it at least in some way every week for months because mm-hmm. it was just constantly churning in the background. You found yours? Next for me was Persona 3 Portable, 88 hours. WWE 2K23 was 69 hours. Final Fantasy 16, uh, 65 hours. And then it was Star Wars Jedi Survivor with 52 hours. Surprisingly, my most played game this year was Horizon Forbidden West. I put 48 hours into that. Nice. Um, Then I had Jedi Survivor. God, that game was good. And I'm... Yeah, I always I'm really sorry that. you didn't. I have had 47 hours with that. Yeah, mine won't have been that because I, I literally, as, as I've said uh, several times on podcasts, that I, I just had to beeline for the end because I was like, mm. the longer I hang around, the more likely I am to encounter more crashes. So I'm sure yeah. that won't be mine. Uh, it yeah. must be Spider Man or. Uh, or well, Spider Man's not even on my top five. Assassin's Creed, the Ezio collection, for 34 hours, then Chia. For 32 nice. hours. And Spirit Farer Farewell Edition for 30 hours. Oh, you cried for 30 hours. I cried straight I'm surprised you got that much out of cheer. I thought it was quite a, quite a well, like, small, I did everything, little bite-sized. Oh, okay. To be fair, yeah. so, you know. That's nice. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, that's it. You can you can platinum Spider-Man in like 20... Yeah, five hours, kind yeah, of. True. Just yeah, true. So yeah. Maybe, maybe Spider-Man squeaked in. Yeah. Uh, but even so, as as long as I played those games for, I still defend the duration of Spider-Man. And yeah. it did not outstay oh, yeah. its welcome. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was quite happy with how much there was to do. So, yeah, excellent. Well, there we are. <laughs> Bonk. You okay. Yeah. You smack your hand. I just hit my hand between my phone and the table. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Right. I've got the hat. Let's I'm get a question. Surprised that I spent forty-eight hours because that must have just been mainly. Oh, did I play the game again? I don't think I did. Or maybe I did, actually. Mm. And DLC. I was just quite surprised that Horizon Forbidden West was my number one game mm. of the year. Yeah. Clearly, I 
could have played more than I thought. Yeah, well, that's good. It's a nice one. Yeah. It's, it's no Garfield cut. You no, know, it's of course. True. Rock Reese asks, are there any devs or games you resent that you used to love? I've resented Naughty Dog since Uncharted 4 for no longer making fun-centric games. So before it was cool to hate on them. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, Rock Reese. I really, that's probably my favorite Uncharted. Uncharted 4 is spectacular. Yeah. I love it. Um, any games, devs or games that we I don't. I don't resent any game. No. Or develop. I feel like that's, a, that's too strong a term. But Bioware, I certainly I've fallen out of love with. Mm-hmm. They used to be like one of my favorites, but their downfall has been very widely publicized. Mm. Um, so that would probably be my pick. I... Um, very much this is about me and not about anyone else i would maybe say that i resent the fact that um fromsoft have done such a good job popularizing the soulsborne <laughs> genre yeah. which has now crept into mm-hmm. far more sort of mainstream uh stuff and you know you do you do get you know like in uh, the star wars jedi games for example like that is clearly inspired heavily by those games and i very much appreciate that those uh, sorts of games are popular and enjoyed by uh, a certain type of gamer. Um, and losers, always, yeah, losers is the <laughs> you know it's the polite term, uh, and that's what they're uh, they're look, always looking forward to the next one, and that's great. Um, but you know, I don't necessarily uh, you know, and, and I'm happy to separate those worlds and say, hey, you guys go enjoy your thing, I'll go enjoy my thing. That's great. And then when I want to play a Star Wars game, and you know, it's got like hard bosses in it, and I have to like put it on story mode, which I would have done anyway, to be honest, let's face it, because I don't have time. But, uh, you know, having to do, like, carefully timed attacks mm. and navigate complex maps and things like that, like, I don't, I don't want that. Mm-hmm. I just want, like, a a more, almost like a more Naughty Dog-style Star Wars game, for example. That would be a lot more fun for me. Um, mm. But then, you know, other people probably, like, maybe got into the Star Wars Jedi game, Jedi games. <laughs> For the first time, um, because of the maybe because of the gameplay, maybe yeah. they thought, "Oh, that actually sounds up my street." So you know, as I say, it's a personal choice. I, I don't resent anyone. I she does resent. Someone. Um, do resent a, a developing studio, mm. but purely because of what they have done since the games I liked came out. I used to really like a lot of Activision games, mm. and then Activision were horrible. They yeah. treated all their employees terribly. And even now, when we're seeing some improvement, I still look at Activision with a sense of disdain. It will take a lot, an active and very transparent improvement on their part for me to ever be like, I think they're a great game development studio because we all know how they treat their staff, especially their female presenting staff. So, yeah, Activision, they're... They're in my bad books. Mm-hmm. Yeah, th- there was a time where you know they were just they were one of the big publishers and they were putting out some some good stuff. Like if you go back, particularly like to the PS2 sort of era, mm. there's a bunch of games that I enjoy on PS2 that were published by Activision. I couldn't necessarily name specific ones off the top of my head, but it was just a logo that you'd see yeah, and you'd go, exactly. "Oh yeah, them." And Ubisoft as well you used to go, "Oh yeah, Ubisoft." Mm-hmm. And now they're not that anymore, and that's yeah. a shame. Yeah. I think part of it comes with growing up. Like, you obviously become more aware of stuff as you grow up. But I do think that, like, you know, even potentially in the last five, six years, obviously before everything came out, I think I'd still look at Activision and be like, wow, they make some great games. Mm -hmm. Like, they're doing such great things. And then, like, this happened, and I was like, oh, 
I'm also annoyed that they keep resigning Spyro to be Crash DLC. Yeah. Past three appearances from Spyro have been in Crash Bandicoot games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't... Um, I, I never really liked them, so res- this is sort of bending the question slightly, but I definitely resent the Embracer group. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, hate those guys. They, uh, they get my resentment. Um, and... Similar wavelength, but not re- resenting again too strong of a term. Uh, probably epic for Fortnite and the knock-on effect that that's had to have yeah. mm-hmm. uh, for how so many games are made now. Uh, you know, try to adopt that model. Fortunately, mm-hmm. as you said, like it's starting to stop now. Hopefully, uh, but they're d- purely for the same reason you spoke of uh, from software and how their their model has been adopted by lots of other yeah. people. Yeah. The Fortnite model, you cannot deny its success. Mm. It's understandable why other people would want it, but I don't like it. Yeah. Not a fan. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. You Next one, please, here? Peter. It's from Ooh. Samuel Benson. Son. Who says, you can get a full ground-up remake of any PS2, Xbox, GameCube, or Dreamcast era game. What are you choosing? <sighs> full ground-up remake. Smackdown, here comes the pain. Very quick, that one. Yeah. It's because I think a lot of other, like when we were talking about time splitters the other day, because that would have been a go-to answer for me at one mm. time. Yeah. And us coming to the realization that actually, if a time splitters game came out now, it would probably feel very dated. Mm. And I'm concerned that even if it was remade and improved upon, it would still feel really dated. You would whereas, either lose the spirit of it mm-hmm. uh, to make it not feel dated, or if you retained the spirit, it would feel dated. So yeah. you can't really have both. Whereas yeah. Here Comes the Pain, in my in my personal belief, is a near flawless arcade wrestling game that is just really fun and satisfying to play. And all they'd have to do is just make it look really nice, yeah. which they definitely have the technology to do. I don't know. Well, I've mentioned Star Wars and Spyro already, so I'll just say Beyond Good and Evil as well. <laughs> While we're here, just get the full bingo card in. But um, I mean, that's an obvious choice. I'll, I'm going to like think of a, another one as well because that's, of course, I would say that. But. I'll throw out a few for you, Ashton. Mm. How about uh, Nintendo Dogs? How about uh, Herbs? Nintendo Dogs wasn't on. How about My Sims? Herbs. My Sims is a Wii game. So. And that game did flip and slap. But uh, not My Sims. I, I liked My Sims Agents. My Sims most. Agents. Okay. Right. I would, if I had access to a Wii and I still had that game, I would play that game all the time. I have such fond memories of that game. And I don't think it needs a remaster because I think it's perfect as it is. Yeah, see, that's the and thing. And it's still on the Wii, so it's still like, it's not that far back that it's like... If they just if it they can brought still be it, nostalgic for you though. Yeah, if they brought it to the Switch, brilliant. But it doesn't look bad. I mean, like it right, doesn't okay. have it does the graphics don't feel dated because they're stylized mm-hmm, in a mm-hmm. way that kind of doesn't look dated. And I just think they're great. I don't know if I ever played My Sims. I think we played, I played My Sims Kingdoms. Yeah, we had that one. I remember that one. Yeah. What about um the Simpsons hit and run. Oh, maybe. That's a good yeah. if that was like really well done. They could, I mean, if they really wanted to do a ground up remake and like innovate on it quite a lot, they could just make one giant Springfield map rather than mm. several. Well, people love that game. Here's the thing. Mm. I, uh, I've already shouted about the virtues of this uh, series on 
uh, one of my streams recently, and you may well have caught an episode or two. I think we talked about it on a podcast. Oh, possibly, yeah. yeah. But Mm. I'll I'll say it again. There's a YouTube channel, a guy called Rubes, R-E-U-B-S, and he's, I want to say, an Unreal developer. He might Mm -hmm. be a Unity, I'm not sure. He's Unreal. He's an (laughs) Unreal developer, and he's got a series where he he remade from the ground up the Simpsons hit and run. He yeah. imported some files, but like he, you know, he got all the art redone and he like had to code everything. It's oh, really an interesting. Answer. So you should go watch that series. Mm-hmm. I would like them to um, remake, remake the God, the original God of Wars. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it would be really fun to play those. I know they're obviously a very different vibe than the modern God of Wars, yeah. but um, I think it would be interesting to see the Spartan and Greek world in um, the same way that we've seen um, the Norse. Okay, yeah. so sort of like single shot over the shoulder kind of thing. Well, it doesn't have to change like, the whole vibe of the game. I just mean like it would be nice to have like updated controls and right. graphics mm-hmm. and like see Kratos in these worlds so in cross. higher detail. I know? agree. It'd be good to have quality of life improvements for those games because I've been back to try and play them um, not so long ago, maybe like three or four years ago. And I... I couldn't really get through them. Mm-hmm. And it's partly just because they're they're hack and slash. And generally, that's not the kind of thing that I want to do. I don't want to sit there grinding through loads and loads of enemies unless it's a game that I have a particular fondness for. Because yeah. yeah. you know, I'll make an exception for like Dark Alliance because I played it as a kid. But really, that is just a game where you mash the attack button for eight hours and then mm-hmm. it roll credits. And uh, yeah, I kind of felt the same a little bit with God of War, unfortunately. Yeah, that's my answer. Mm. Excellent. Good one. Hat. I always relish an opportunity to talk about my Sims agents. I think it didn't get the respect it deserved. <laughs> well, that's why it needs the remake from the yeah. ground up. Man, maybe I'll play that game on stream. I love you it. Should. Do you it. should. Do it. We should. You know, we got the tech at work for you to emulate. Yeah. So you can well, I don't know it. if it was on anything else. It might have been. I'm not sure. David Lever says, you live in a new young adult dystopian novel where the video games are illegal. Maybe called something like <laughs> Reality Bites. Game over. That's a good name. Okay. Um, what would you do? Pander to the state, lead the resistance, or just read instead? Lead the resistance? Yeah. I think David grossly over overestimates how much we want to, we don't want a quiet life. Yeah, I know. I don't think I would go against like, uh, you know, a kind of a dictatorship with probably some really like brutal police, uh, you know, martial law or whatever. I mean, we'd need to know the exact details of how this is enforced, but it sounds yeah. like it's, a violent world and I, d- I wouldn't miss video games that much that I would risk my life I don't think or my loved ones no mm. it's not there's, they is just games at the end of the day yeah unfortunately I feel I am the main character in life so I would try and lead the resistance of course you would <laughs> this is the same woman who agreed with Peter that you'd both just give up and die as soon as an apocalypse happened yeah no I wouldn't give up and die but I'm acutely aware that I would die okay it's not that I would just lay there and let it happen but I would die I was under the impression I think that we have said that before I thought We've you'd both s- maybe it's, it's with an apocalypse beyond Zombies? a certain point like a zombie yeah, apocalypse yeah, yeah. where the world is irretrievable. Yeah. As opposed to I don't to think where... I, I wouldn't just walk out into the zombies and let them kill me. I mean, I, I wouldn't do that. I'd but try I for a little bit, but I know full and... well that I would die. Mm-hmm. It's not a matter of like, oh, I'd, I'd let them kill me. I would die. There's no. I probably would just trip and fall down some stairs. Yeah, probably would, you yeah. Would, yeah. So, you probably would. Yeah. Uh, I'd lead the resistance. You'd lead the resi- You would lead the resistance so that you could play video games. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I wouldn't because... <laughs> It's not worth it for video games. No. But you're in a young adult dystopian novel. You have to be a character in the novel. Well, I can just be the one that they, they go into like a cafe at some point and there's, there's just... Some oh, guy's getting a milkshake. There's a guy just enjoying a milkshake, <laughs> not worrying about <laughs> fighting the 
the powers that be yeah. to, to play Spyro, you know? I'd be the yeah. character who, you know, is trying to profit off the situation and, like, invests in, for example, a library or something instead, like, knowing that people can't play games black anymore. Black market book dealer. Yeah, well, it didn't have to be black market. I can just have a yeah. nice, like, storefront on the high street mm-hmm. selling books or, or films if they're legal, you know? Just go into some other form of media and entertainment. I'd create Flappy Bird, but in real life, we, like someone in real life. Yeah, like we'd we'd someone would get to go, and you'd pretend to hold the controller, and then you'd look at your friends. And someone's jumping over a pipe, and then going <laughs> under a pipe, and jumping over a pipe. That's what I'd do. Okay, so nightmare then. Yeah, no, you wouldn't. You'd have choices. We'd all take turns. No, the TV show Nightmare oh. is what it sounds Where like. Where am I? Ashton wasn't born. I didn't know what you're talking about. Take two steps to the left. Thanks so much for bringing up another TV show that I don't know what you're talking about. It's right. You just thought I said a nightmare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I thought you thought that I wasn't ever going to let them not be Flappy Bird in real life. It's okay. We can take turns. Do you think that would be legal under the rules of, you know, because that's not not an actual, yeah. Yeah, we're just playing a game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool. You guys (laughs) ready for the next question? Yes. A bit thrown by having to role play a, a, a youth novel mm. star. Uh, Retro Robin says, hi, Bap. Hello. Hi. Felt like a good opportunity for a silly festive question. You wake up on Christmas morning to Santa standing at the foot of your bed, <laughs> shotgun in hand, axe strapped across his back, and grenades Sick. neatly fixed to the utility belt that Mrs. Claus lovingly made for him. He tells you that the world outside is filling with zombies. Oh, God. And he needs you as his trusty sidekick. He says he will use his, I die. his Christmas magic and turn you into a gaming character of your choice. Uh, Who do you become and what is the plan of action? Doom guy, that's it. Retro Robin, Doom guy. Doom guy. Do I cease to exist or do I just inhabit the traits of this person? You become a my sim. It, agent, sorry. Agent. A, a line of energy moves down you, and as it passes, you're we- suddenly wearing the outfit as it as it goes down. And it's I like have a, all the skills. It's like a TikTok uh, wipe filter yeah, thing yeah, where yeah. something changes. Thank you for putting it in TikTok terms. Yeah. I, wouldn't have, I wouldn't understand it otherwise. You feeling a bit patronized, Ashton? <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting the sense that you feel a bit patronized. No. All that happens is you gain you gain a costume. You otherwise look identical, but then you have all the skills. Okay. I think. Okay. Yeah. Um, maybe I'd go for Cloud. He'd seem mm. he'd be pretty useful, and he has a massive sword. He does. So, Would you get his bike as well? Oh, I hope so. If good, I'm becoming, good bike. If I've got all of his abilities probably. and stuff. Yeah, probably. Maybe Cloud. I'd go for. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's a zombie apocalypse. I'd be tempted by someone like Leon S. Kennedy. Oh, Leon yeah, Kennedy. That's a good one. <laughs> um, he, I, I kind of feel like he's Not immortal Christo. as well. No, I mean, I don't know. I, I just like Leon the most. But, like, I kind of feel like Leon will never, ever die. Yeah. I mean, he probably will one day. But he like, died a lot when I played him. He's been bit by a lot of zombies, so he probably has a mean to it. Yeah, how much yeah. neck can that man have left? It I takes a lot of chomps, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Although, that being said, he has been through some probably excruciatingly painful experiences where mm. spikes have gone through his limbs and... Uh, you know, he's been injected with stuff, and mm. he's been subjected to a lot of hazardous working working environments, like chemicals. Yeah, and stuff. yeah. he's definitely going to develop some sort of respiratory disorder. Yeah. There are various like unavoidable sixties cutscene moments where a knife goes in his shoulder or whatever, yeah. and I, I would have to experience that probably. So yeah. I don't he's know. got he's got chronic pain. Maybe I would be Stubbs the zombie from the Xbox game because then I'm a zombie. Maybe they won't attack me. Oh, but then Santa might kill you. Cause yeah, he might actually. Yeah. Someone else might kill me yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. So I can't believe I yeah. wasted my Christmas magic on this. Mm. I've just made another zombie. Mm. Yeah. 
Doom Guy is a really good shout. Though. I think Doom Guy would yeah. be pretty unstoppable in yeah. that environment. He's like made. And also, for wherever him. he goes, the music plays. Oh, yeah. there's just Mick Gordon floating behind him, yeah. and he can <laughs> run really <laughs> fast, and everything's yeah. a bit slippy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and the POV just bobs like this. <laughs> yeah, love it. That's it. That would be my choice. It's a good Thank you, Retro Robin. That was you, was it, Ben? It was. Okay. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Got another question here Go from... On. Oh, it's a chunky one. A chunker. It's from Bartek Kibitza, who says, Bap, bap, it's the sound of fireworks again. There's a New Year's party. The <gasps> guests are having a great time. And then an uninvited guest, video game character, arrives. Oh. Drunk, babbling, and picks up uncle. Full stop. <laughs> what? Huh? Drunk, babbling, and picks up uncle. No. Picks up my uncle. Put my uncle down, video game character. However, luckily, there is another ch- uh, character at the party, a very great one, true hero, who can deal with the intruder. Who are these characters, and how will the situation be resolved? Mm. Yours, last year, this year's, and forevermore, Bartek. Ah, oh, thanks, Bartek. Thank you, Bartek. Thank you, Bartek. So we've got, a, we've got to come up with the character who came in drunk, yeah. and the character who Saved sorted him out. Yeah, who's come in drunk mm. and picked up Uncle? Who yeah. is who is drunk and also capable of? Is it are they physically lifting Uncle or are they trying to like chat up Uncle? I guess that's interpretation. Okay, yeah. um, I assumed he was lifting. Him. Yeah, I did as well. Do you assume it was a man then? Hmm? Do you assume it was a man? Women can lift your Uncle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he could. You said he lifted. I don't have any uncles. <laughs> no women can lift my uncles. <laughs> I have so many uncles. Yeah, me too. Um, who do I want to come in drunk? Who do I want to have at my party? He's like a hero, first and foremost. I feel like, for me personally, if the person I'm imagining in the role of like, okay, that's enough, get out, you've had enough, is Joel from The Last of Us. He's oh got sort God. of like mm. grumpy dad energy who wouldn't put up with that. I was thinking that exact same mm. thing. Yeah. Like, okay, put him, d- get get out of here right now. Yeah. And then, he, you know, if you need it, he's like the Ron Swanson of gaming. Yeah. He'd, he'd give him a punch if he needed to, but otherwise he'd be like, go now. And yeah. I think potentially someone who, if they had a bit too much to drink and were just feeling a bit merry, 
his his video game cousin Nathan Drake. I think he you could reckon? come in and try yeah. and Nathan Drake would just sort of teasingly lift like lift someone just round the waist, you know, like a bit. You I don't mean like, over his head. Look what like, I can do. Hey, come on, it's New Year's. What about uh um, God, I can't even remember what he's called now. Neo Cortex as the drunkard who comes in. It's he just, couldn't lift anyone. Think, you don't think? I he think doesn't have a rave for tiny. that. He's got yeah. a little, well, yeah, gun, with a little gun. Yeah, he could like do that. I think <laughs> Crash <laughs> Bandicoot would come in drunk. I think he's a bit yeah. of a liability. I think drunk, whoa, 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 whoa. drunk Crash Bandicoot would be terrifying. Yeah. I'd be really scared to be yeah. in a room with drunk He keeps jumping yeah. on things looking for fruit spinning really fast yeah, like, yeah, yeah. stop it you're knocking over stop all the aperitif it. i'm trying to think of famously drunk video game characters but there's a fighter isn't there in, in tekken maybe uh am i am i thinking correctly? no there's one um uh there's one in mortal kombat, uh, mortal kombat who can like he like breathes like he like lights his burps and stuff and he's yeah he's all gross he's sort and horrible of swaying and about and yeah yeah you got um, thor from god of war ragnarok yeah thor he's was a good shout right and he's yeah. massive oh maybe um uh what's the daedric prince of madness called uh shergoreth okay yeah he would be chaotic at parties so he would be mm. terrifying he'd be waving well, wabberjack right. everywhere and turning people into sheep i wouldn't like that i wouldn't Jeez, want to be at that party anymore that would be terrible <laughs> don't like it no yeah, uh, I think if I was going to have a hero at my party, I'd pick like who I really want, and I'd want Aloy to come to my party. Yeah, and she'd she'd be like, "I've got this, babe," and then babe. she'd go and she'd go and sort it out. And then she'd come back in, and you would kiss. Yeah, and we would kiss <laughs> as the fireworks all went off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. would be a perfect moment. Of course, of course. Getting your good twenty twenty four off to a yeah, to a fantastic start. start. Yeah. yeah, excellent. Right, solved that one, didn't we? Yeah, fixed go. it. Thank you. Pick up Uncle. <laughs> Put him down. <laughs> Hey, hey, thank you. Hello. Brett Moore, baby, it's cold outside. Yeah. What's your favorite snow slash ice level of, in all of gaming? Mario 64's Penguin Race always comes to mind. Hmm. A game. Oh. There's a good one in Halo 1 that I like where you get to fly a banshee um, for the first time in the game, I think. I think that's the first time you get to do it. And as Are those those big ice caves. Is that uh, that one or is that later? Level? There are some, yeah, big, big okay. ice caves and like cliffs and stuff, and there's some interior buildings and things. And then you come out and you have to fly a ship, um, which is fun. Mm. And um, it's uh, it's the first time in the whole series you get to fly one. And then later on they become, you know, ten a penny flying stuff all the time. But that's like a real, it's a real treat the first time you get to do it because you've you've fought them many times through the game up to that point, mm. or a few times anyway. And it's like, what, really? I can get in one? Wow. Wow. That's fun. I think that the snow globe level in It Takes Two is mm. really fun. Um, I struggle to think of games with like levels because I don't very often play games where it's like, this level is fire, this mm. level is snow. Mm. But It Takes Two has a really cool, like icy, snowy area where you're in, excuse me. Click. Where you're in like, your chair. no, it was my jaw. Um, where you're in like an old, like it's like Swedish looking town where all that log cabins and everything's covered in snow and your ice skating around. I think that's quite a nice snowy level. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, we've spoken about our Christmas games before, mm. like favorite Christmas levels mm. and stuff. So I'm trying not to retread similar ground there, but I do love the, the uh, Borderlands 2 DLC, mm -hmm. uh, how Marcus saved mercenary day. I like that whole little self-contained Christmassy town. 
uh, with the raid boss in it and the silly little story and the train that comes through and just gives you loads of guns and stuff. That was that's great. Um, there, there are definitely some Spyro icy levels that uh, yeah that I enjoyed um, or didn't actually because they always end up having the worst mini games, don't they? Mm-hmm. Like the one with the hockey. Yeah, the hockey's yeah. awful. Hate the yeah. hockey mini well, game. Well, the, the ice level in the first game is good because it doesn't have awful mini games in it and it's got really good music um, and it's got some fun enemies so yeah, yeah. ice cavern that one's called mm-hmm. to avoid i was avoiding um one that i've mentioned before but uh, i also like the uh the the one everlasting day until you go to sleep in yes. bully uh, where everything is snowy people wearing christmas hats and jumpers and stuff you can go and smash up snowmen and uh, the entire world gets reskinned and like the special content just for that day if you get detention instead of mowing the lawn you have to go and snuffle 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 show (laughs) you have to go to the snuffle show and sit and watch it and (laughs) applaud um so that's yeah that's a good one but we've talked about it before Mm. yeah getting a lot of christmas related questions aren't we We probably should have been clearer that this podcast is not i said new year's in the in the title some people did new year's hey it's all right it's all good we're still in that period, aren't we? Yeah. yeah, and it's cold. This is a question from Chris McVeigh. You've been sent back in time 30 years, and it's time for you to pick a side in the first great console war, Nintendo or Sega? Oh. I mean, something that I think about Nintendo a lot is that I I don't quite have FOMO, but I feel like there's loads of Nintendo stuff that people get really excited for, and I just don't feel any excitement for it at all because yeah. I don't have that that heritage behind me of like having played all these series and stuff. And I know I could sit down and just start them and, and join them from this point on and, and probably have a really good time. Um, especially stuff like the legend, legend of Zelda. I cannot speak today. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's like a lot more that I've missed out on over the years that if I'd been there from the start, uh, Nintendo would probably be the best one to go for in that sense. Cause Sega at the moment, uh, not necessarily uh, putting out the same same amount of stuff, but we've got those remakes or masters coming soon. Yeah, reboots, reboots, yeah, reboots. In fact, yeah, and uh, they bring us the Persona games, which is nice yeah, too. They publish true. them for us. I I guess I'm sort of inclined to say Nintendo because I never had a Sega uh, console and I haven't played that many Sega games, but I definitely have played a lot of Nintendo games and I have had a lot of Nintendo consoles. And like my first console was a Wii. So there's that um, fact that people get very upset about. Um, <laughs> hey, get over it, guys. Yeah, hey, hey. People, people aren't all born at the same time. Yeah, we weren't yeah. all born in 19. If I was going back 30 years, I was not even a sparkle in my mother's eye at that point. So the phrase is father's eye, isn't it? Is, is it? Right? Either way, Who's neither of them knew father? I was coming. What? <laughs> <laughs> Let's just move on. Let's just move on. A sparkle. You said... <laughs> I think it's Fraser's father's eye, isn't it? <laughs> I think the phrase The phrase is, is fa- father's eye, but he said Fraser's. I think it's Fraser's father's right. eye. Yeah. That's what was said Me there. too. Nintendo. What would you pick? Nintendo, yeah? I guess, yeah. I'd probably go Sega just because... Um, you want to be different? Yeah, definitely. It was like, at the time, it was uh, within gaming, a bit of a cultural revolution. Like, yeah. look at mm. these new edgelords on the scene, and I wanted to be one of the edgelords. And Whoa. also, maybe then, I would understand even a tiny bit 
why people like Sonic the Hedgehog. Although people have been born since and still love Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, there's been hedgy wedgies since then. I yeah. just don't. I it's the one series. It's one of the very few series of games that I just do not understand. Well, but and also all the power to you for loving it. But had, maybe if I was around in the Sega times, I would have done. They had the sickest burns though. They did have the Sega do what Nintendo don't. Sega yeah, does. that is pretty like, good. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. You're right that you probably would have enjoyed it if you'd played it back then. But I think there are also lots of people who were born then and played it then and enjoyed it then who don't like Sonic anymore because yeah, they maybe. can see what it's become. But on the other hand, there are a bunch of people who've never let go, even through the very go, worst that yeah. it's been through. It's so let thick. It go. Yeah. Yeah. May you enjoy your Sonic games. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that might have given me you a better standing. Mm-hmm. We're all hedgy wedgies here at Team Triple Jump. Yeah. Oh, blimey. We're all boss ruse, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, this is from Richard Major, who says, what are your channel goals for 2024? Mm. Well, it'd be obviously very nice to hit 300,000 subscribers, which yes. we're very close to. I think all being well, we should hit that within certainly the first half of the year, if not the first quarter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fingers crossed. Yep. Um, but what else? Maybe another SMTJ line. Yeah. That'd be a nice one to do. Yeah. Uh, firmly establish some new shows that we've introduced uh, this year and will have introduced by now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, you know, we've got scripts written and things ready to go. So hopefully just like a, a really steady stream of high quality opinion-based content and uh, sort of documentary type formats and things like that that, uh, that you guys will really enjoy. Yeah. I don't know if it's necessarily a channel thing, but I think I'd quite like uh, us or at least some of us to head down to a conference or something mm. or oh, go yes. go to something in person because it's been a while since I think any of us have been to one. So mm. it'd be nice to to be at either an EGX or a Gamescom or something and yeah. you know have a good time and maybe meet some people, some of you guys. That would be great. Yeah. Um, yeah, that would be fun this year. Yeah, that's likely to happen i think we've talked about doing that um, yeah we've been trying to make it happen for a while it just yeah. it's especially just so as far, far as well, especially as far as egx goes it's it's really it's not very good anymore yeah. mm. uh, there was a a really good long run that they had where it was the event to go to in the uk and they had things that you could play before anyone else and that has simply not been the case since pretty much since the pandemic. Like this year just gone. I know lots of people use it as a community focused event and like for meeting up and playing some games and messing about with retro stuff, looking at the games market and things, going to talks and stuff. Uh, but they didn't have anything new. Mm-hmm. Every, th- every game that they had there for hands on was, uh, was already out. Mm. And for us, we need to make sure we can make the money back in you know by making videos that it would cost to send us to that sort of thing and if they got nothing for us to cover that people oh hold and give oh interesting that's not right what? our tv's just changed to ross twiddell's uh where's the remote football oh, by the football camera. channel hold and give but yeah basically okay. they'll okay thank you they, uh, they, yeah, they, there's there's not really much there for us at the moment be, uh, beyond meeting you guys and hanging out, which would obviously be lovely, but it does it don't pay bills. Oh, why did it skip to 36 minutes in? I don't actually understand how that even happened. Normally it loops, but okay. the, the loop button's been disabled. There was a... Anyway, oh, good. Weird. Well, there we are. <laughs> but yes, going to an event would be really nice. It's been a long time. Yeah. Also, want to get a video game out next year. That would be good. Yeah. Oh, yes. That's a big channel goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If we can. It's mm-hmm. going to take a lot of work, but hopefully we'll be able to do it. Yes. Was it... Did you toss that? That was me. Yeah. Bezos says, Hi, Bap. 
I always struggle to think of a game of the year because I rarely play, actually play games when they come out as I'm more into retro gaming and also rarely have £70 to throw away. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you guys also often play slash replay old games. So what is your game of the year that didn't come out this Ooh, year? Good Merry question. Christmas, Beezus. Thank you, Beezus. I have this issue a lot as well. Like, I don't struggle to think of our game of the year full stop because I, I do always play, you know, some games that came out in this year. But I, I do have a uh, a proclivity for playing older stuff, um, mm-hmm. either replaying or even playing for the first time stuff from even from 10, 15 years ago. So, yeah. Um, but what game did I play this year? I have two. Um, I really, really enjoyed Hellblade, um, mm-hmm. which I played this mm-hmm. year for the first time. That game is brilliant and had it not come out in previous years probably would have been up there in my top five for sure um that or spirit fairer i had a great time with that game and it's really beautiful and it's really well done and the story's really interesting so probably either of those two would be my games of the year nice there was i feel like there was definitely something that i was playing through this year god it might I mean, recently it was Oblivion, right? Mm. I, but I've played it before, obviously. Yeah. But I've I've really enjoyed playing through Oblivion again. So maybe maybe that's maybe that's what I'm thinking of. I swear, there's something else that I was playing. I can't remember what it is though. It's gone out of my brain. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what if I've played anything old for the first time because there's plenty mm. of stuff I played this year. Um, from from back in the day. But. Well, he didn't say it has to be something you've not played no, before. No, didn't. Because if if it if we do limit ourselves to that, it'll probably have to be something like Co Veronica, which is, yeah. is not. That might be one of the only games that I've played for the first time uh, from not this year, um, potentially. Mm. Um, There's definitely something that I've played other than Oblivion, but I can't think of it right now. I I refuse to believe that I have only played games that came out this year. This year, you haven't. Uh, there's got to be saying. something else, but my brain is blank. I'm, I'm just having a quick th- scroll through the the PlayStation app there to see what popped up because I do predominantly play on PlayStation, but it may well have been on another platform. I don't know. I'm not. I can't remember. Um, <laughs> I I enjoyed replaying all the way through Soul Calibur Two this year. That was mm-hmm. only recently, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I also feel like there must have been something. Something more, but uh, I replayed. I mean, this is a, a very much a, a cheat answer, but I did replay the original version of um, Resident Evil Four this year, and that is oh, what's gone on here. <laughs> My microphone just turned itself around. Oh no! And I um, there we go. And that is one of my favorite games of all time, but that feels like a very cheeky answer because I've played it many, many times, and it has long been one of my favorites. But mm. maybe Soul Calibur. Mm-hmm. Mm. I'm going for another question. And this question comes from our guess. Okay. That's right. It's Jacko1312. Good what? guess. Hey, Bat. <laughs> what was one game this year that didn't live up to your expectations and one game that exceeded them? Have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. A game that didn't live up to our expectations and one that exceeded it. Well, mine that didn't live up to it, and again, it was my personal experience of the game, was um, Jedi Survivor, unfortunately, because um, I was... I wasn't like hugely looking forward to it because Ben and I have talked before about how we we weren't super keen on the first one, but I certainly thought I'll have a good time with it. I like the franchise and the universe, so I'm going to have a good time. And I only barely just had a good time, unfortunately. Um, Mm. I had a good time in spite of issues. I have one, but it didn't come out this year. 
Actually, I have two. Go on. Um, the first one that didn't come out this year is um, Gotham Knights. Yeah. I had low expectations of that game and it still didn't meet them. It's now been uninstalled and I will never play that game again. Uh, that game is crap, uh, categorically. Another game that didn't... I don't know what expectations I had, but it just kind of didn't really click with me and I just didn't really get on with it, was Immortals of Avum or Avium. Avium, mm. yeah. Um, I... That game was fine, and I think it had a really interesting premise, but, like, the gameplay was just kind of boring. It was just guns, but it's magic, and it's not very... It wasn't very interesting in terms of, like, the way that it played, and I just didn't get on with it very much. So that kind of didn't did not hit my expectations of that game. I went into it with, like, an open mind and was interested by the story, but I just couldn't really uh, get into it mm. that much. So. It's a shame. Mm. Mm. I can think of two games that exceeded my expectations, but I can't think of any that that did not, uh, that under-delivered for me personally. Right. One of them is uh, Gotham Knights, funnily enough. Mm-hmm. I, I went into that with the expectations of Ashton's experience that she's recently had with it. Mm. And I found myself really pleasantly surprised. And uh, I... D- I still recognize all of its flaws, but as a game that I was just sort of chipping away at on my own, I was clearly just like in the in the perfect headspace for a game like that, and I enjoyed the story and uh, ended up getting the platinum trophy, and and I ended up on on reflection having a good time with it. Uh, there's a there's a lot wrong with it, but uh, I I do think people owe it to themselves to maybe give it a go, especially if it's on like a if you if you have a subscription service and then mm-hmm. at least you'll know you'll know pretty early on if you feel the way I do or you feel the way Ashton does so you won't need to stick around and play it for too long and the other one is Alan Wake 2 mm. that is a game I went into with the expectations of my experience of uh, um, control and Alan Wake 1 and also this just unbearable hype factor that mm-hmm. was there as well and uh, I finished it the other week and it was re- it was really good mm. problem there are problems with it it's not perfect but I was as someone who was coming into it with a hypercritical uh, sort of perspective, I really enjoyed it. A game that another game that actually failed to live up to my expectations, um, and I wasn't going in with like as many high hopes as other people were. But even with that, um, Starfield, I just, I, I just, oh, that's yeah. true. Yes, yeah, Starfield, Starfield underperformed. For me. And I, yeah. I knew going in, I, I could kind of tell from. The, the trailers and stuff that I was like, this isn't going to be a new Elder Scrolls for me or a new Fallout. It's not, it's not going to be that, but I will probably still have a good time. And I just, it just did not click with me at all. I just, I didn't understand it. Um, but one that exceeded my expectations, again, didn't go into it thinking that, uh, this isn't going to be good. I knew I would enjoy it, but I, it blew me away was Spider-Man. Um, Mm -hmm. I I enjoyed the previous Spider-Man games and I was going into this one knowing I would have a good time but I didn't think it would necessarily be a contender for my number one game of the year whether it was or wasn't we'll find out in a different podcast but um, yeah I I thought it would be sort of top five it's going to be good and it was fantastic I can't think of one that exceeded my expectations because normally I get really excited for games and they either don't meet my expectations or they they're exactly as I anticipated. Right. But I don't I can't think of one that I've played where I've been like, wow, I really this is much better than I thought it was gonna be. Baldur's Gate three? Baldur's you... Gate three, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I think I I I didn't think it was gonna be bad. Yeah. But having seen everyone play it, 
I think I was like, oh, this is like good. But I've been really enjoying that game. So yeah, definitely Baldur's Gate 3 is probably up there in mm. terms of like, def I think for everyone though, I think it exceeded everyone's expectations. I don't think anyone was expecting it to be how it is. Did Senua exceed your expectations as well going into it? Um, I guess I didn't really know what to expect. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if it was a matter of like, oh, it didn't meet my expectations or over, like, overwhelm it. I didn't really know. Well, I knew much like some stuff about it, but I didn't know enough about it to have like a formed opinion of like, I was like, I've heard it's good. Let's see what that's about. And then went into it. But I didn't have necessarily, I never set my sights on like, I'm going to finish this game. I was like, let's give it a go and see yeah. what it's all about. So it yep. wasn't necessarily, I guess it did, but not just playing because I didn't have any expectations. I'm probably uh, playing Baldur's Gate 3 around about now by the time this podcast goes out. And I suspect it's also exceeding my expectations. And I, I know about how mm. how much people love it as well but uh yeah from everything i've heard i think people uh are really loving it even when they're going in expecting high things yeah mm -hmm. big things yeah one more question each sure yeah. is was that you then that was me okay europe it's from david lever um should i maybe throw it back in or have we, we, have we have had a david lever yeah let's see if we I'll can get three uh yeah. fresh names out of the hat Sorry, David. Thank you for submitting the Thank question. Thank you, David. Uh, Frederick Jensen, I don't think we've had. No. Hi, Bap. What is your dream game like? Oh. oh. Dream game. Man. That's a big question. My dream game is a co-op um, first-person adventure. It can be third-person. That option, th those are not limited. It can be either. Um, a story-based, like, narrative game in which your characters are integral to the story and appear in cutscenes and um, ha they can open doors separately if they want to. Um, and they, there's just, this, like, I don't have a necessarily, like, an idea in mind. I love, I love, love, love a post-apocalypse that's happened years and years and years ago and the Earth has reclaimed the cities. I think that's so fun and so interesting. Um, I don't mind it being set on Earth. That's fine. Can be set in the past or the future. Don't mind. Um, and I quite like a shooter, but with various weapons. I don't like being stuck to like, you have a pistol or such and such. So yeah, that's what I want. And it has to be co-op because I want to play with my friends. Please. I know you didn't like Uncharted in the end, but uh, Uncharted 2 had a handful of multiplayer online co-op missions, mm. which were, I think, like three-player. And I remember those being really good. Yeah. I don't imagine they were in the remaster, though, because I don't think it had I don't uh, think they were. I don't think it had any multiplayer, which is a shame. But, mm. yeah, something like that would be cool, wouldn't it? Yeah. you got a dream game in, in mind? It then? is so hard yeah. to express an ideal game. Mm -hmm. um, I can tell you what I don't want it to have. No, what features would you, if you saw, like, if there was a checkbox of okay, features... Okay. Of like what you wanted. Like, I can think of like the thing that I'm struggling with is like I can think of a few different groups of features. Like I can, can think of a good platformer game that I would like to play and a good like third person action adventure game and a good, you know, even maybe a good like sandbox game or a driving game. But yeah, mm. it's it's then hard to choose like what what to give as my one answer. Mm. Yeah, my my I can tell you what my old dream was, which was literally just co-op oblivion. Mm -hmm. mm. That's what I always thought would be so cool. And I, I, I'm not interested in the MMO, the Elder Scrolls Online, because yeah. it's not the same. But no. like just having two people existing in the same game world at the same time and you can stick with each other, maybe some more features to 
keep you going and stuff. But essentially, because I know Boulder's Gate, a lot of people will point at Boulder's Gate and say that. And as much as there is so much going for Boulder's Gate, it is very Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. And something perhaps a little more streamlined. And Larian, obviously, have done, I don't feel like I should have to explain my reasoning here, but Larian obviously have done an amazing job of streamlining the experience for players to make it really fun and engaging and everyone loves it and that's great. Uh, but something like an Elder Scrolls, but mm-hmm. two-player, would would be super cool and mm-hmm. i would i would love that um and you know the setting could be anything really you could do fallout as well i'm i'm finding it really hard to to pinpoint a specific thing that i would want as a dream game yeah but it can't have any dlc or live service stuff it, no. it should just be here's the game yeah buy it or don't <laughs> mm-hmm. i would really like something that's kind of a, a I've talked before about this as a setting that I, we don't see enough, but I would like to see a, a combination of something like um, The Order 1886 um, and Assassin's Creed Syndicate, that kind of like mm-hmm. late Victorian, like, but kind of like moody, maybe a bit, a little bit bloodborne as well. Not, not even fantasy necessarily, but just like dark and foggy and spooky. Um, all of that as a setting but from a more kind of naughty dog, single player, third person uh, design. Um, not not filled with, I wouldn't want the world to be too big. I would like it to be like an open world London, um, but not so big that it then has to be filled with a sorry. load of Ubisoft like <laughs> map markers. Sorry, it's not there as well. It's no, just sorry, London. it's not there. Um, just central <laughs> London, maybe. The square mile or whatever, uh, but not not filled with a load of like Ubisoft padding, you know, just mm. like a world you can explore in third person with some really fun like set pieces. And it's a bit spooky. And maybe you're like after a serial killer or something like that. Um, but uh, yeah, just not not filled with fluff, because that's the thing. There have been a few good um, Victorian Londons, but they're either super linear or they're open and then they're just filled with just rubbish um, that, you know, I'd like something in between. Mm. Nice. Uh, hat. Thanks. I want... Which one are you going to get? This one. Wow. It's a name we've not had today. Uh, Cormoran Strike. We've not had from Cormoran today, have we? No. What's... This is a Christmas one again. What's your favourite Christmas-related gaming memory slash best Christmas gaming gift you've ever got? We've definitely answered this question we before. We have, but we can answer it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mine is, I think, um, I got a PlayStation 2 for Christmas in the early 2000s. I think it was maybe about a year after the console had come out uh, in the UK. And with it, um, I don't know if it was bundled or bought separately, but I also got a copy of Tekken Tag Tournament. It was Christmas morning. Uh, I got a, a big box of wine gums as well in my stocking. And I went upstairs after opening presents and we were waiting for the family to come around. And I sat and I played Tekken and I was taking massive handfuls of wine gums. And now still, when I play Tekken Tag, I think of wine gums. And sometimes when I eat wine gums, I think of Tekken Tag time. <laughs> so, that's, so that was a good day. Good morning. I think the Christmas I got my Nintendo DS Lite pink. It was pink. Um, and I got Nintendogs. And um, I think we both got one of my dad's dodgy mates, like edge cards or whatever mm. they were called. Oh, yeah. Um, R4 cards. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Um, I think we got that. And then after we'd opened all of our presents and we'd gone and got dressed, 
because you can't have Christmas lunch if you're not dressed. Um, we just sat down there playing various games on my DS. And I think me and my sister just spent loads of time just sending each other messages in the like the chat. Picto fun, chat. Picto mm, chat. Yeah. Just like drawing pictures and like sending messages. And then a few Christmases later, my cousins also got a DS as well. So there was the four of us and my cousins were like quite a lot younger than us. And they would just send like gobbledy they'd be like can we all message each other on picto chat and i'd be like yeah all right so we'd get our ds's back out and we'd all be just sending each other messages on picto chat nice uh yeah you know i told you that time that i found um one of the the fat launch ds's in a bush mm. and i like put up posters around the village yeah seeing if anyone had lost it and then no one had so i kept it mm. i used to open picto chat and just put stuff in there and no one ever replied because oh. there was no one else with a DS. And I was, yeah. I was just like, I was sending crude drawings of willies just out into the world. But I also think you had to be in a, in like a room. So I think like mm. you couldn't, like you had to either be on the same internet or something so that like. It's all proximity based. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just, I just wish that, you know, someone out there yeah. would have replied. Maybe replied just on with a one penis day, picture. maybe someone was like driving past the house and they received just one willy. Yeah. Just a willy. And yeah. they never, they didn't have time to type someone one back. No. no. Sad. You shouldn't, so sad. shouldn't be doing pigto chat and driving. No. That's passenger. Maybe. Yeah. A child in the. What's your favorite Christmas memory? Oh, yeah. God, I was too busy talking about Willy. Willy. I forgot. <laughs> uh, it was definitely uh, teal, Game Boy Color, Pokemon Blue, and then just sitting there and playing it on the sofa. Mm -hmm. And I remember getting stuck in Viridian Forest because I got all the way to the end of Viridian Forest, but I was still at that young age learning sort of the rules of video games, like how they communicate certain things to you. So the mm -hmm. exit to the forest wasn't a door like some of the houses I'd been, all the houses I'd been into so far. Mm -hmm. It was just a, a black void with two tiny little sprite arrows on the floor. And it took me ages to work <laughs> out that I had to walk into the void yeah. to leave the forest. <laughs> uh, because I didn't, that you know, at that point, I didn't have game logic you know, mm -hmm. the, so you know the the thing that we take for granted and that makes it so difficult for uh, people who are new to games to really grasp what's going on outside of you know working out how to use a controller yeah. and control the the camera at the same time as movement. It's like there's a whole unwritten language that video games speak that you you just sort of know. Yeah, and it's weird to when when you take it out of context. So there, I had I didn't know how to get out of the forest, and I, but I did eventually. Yeah, and I did it, and that's what I did on Christmas Day. I remember one Boxing Day, I'd been given. Um, it was like a wee dance game. I think it was called like Dance on Broadway or something. It was a musicals one, and my my cousins and my aunties were around, and we all played um, Dance on Broadway, and it was my mum and me, and my mum would get so mad because she'd be going like all out like doing all the movements and then we'd obviously be doing it small but yeah. like in time and she'd be like I don't understand why they're getting more points than me I'm putting in more effort what's because going on because it's crap and it doesn't work yeah. properly she was doing all the leg movements and I'm like why are you moving your legs it's only the arm and she'd get so mad mm -hmm. uh, and I remember just one boxing day that like, everyone would just take it in turns to just dance along to a song from a musical and get angry that the kids were not doing it properly <laughs> amazing yeah Final question. Last one then. Make it a good one. Who's going to be the last person? It is... Cameron Keywood. Yes. What game is the Lynx Africa of gaming? <laughs> Everyone has it, but doesn't use it. Oh. 
doesn't use well if it was just everyone has it it would surely be Wii Sports right back everyone in the day had, yeah. it was yeah but everyone used it yeah we did all use it um I mean contemporary wise Grand Theft Auto 5 yeah. yeah everyone has it but again used it at the time when yeah. they first got it a lot of people still use it but I think most but a lot people, of people would use Lynx Africa where the first time they got Lynx Africa they would use yeah. Lynx Africa and now they and do they still, Skyrim yeah yeah everyone has Skyrim I, again I think that any example we give that fits this mold yeah people will have played it and there will still be a sizable player base mm. yeah but I think there are more owners of Skyrim, more owners of Grand Theft Auto V than players. Yeah, yeah. you're probably uh, right. Yeah. That doesn't extend to Minecraft, though, because Minecraft's... Uh, it's just still very popular. So popular. Yeah. Mm. I played it the other day, actually. Mm -hmm. Well, we're going to be playing it... Well, we will have played it on our final sleepover stream of the year. Yeah, yeah. even more Minecraft. Um, what do you think? Oh, I don't know. I, like, I think, obviously, GTA and Skyrim are very obvious answers because, like, everyone has it on something, mm. at least. But... I mean, mm. in terms of something that no one wants, but everyone has. Yeah. I um, think everyone has at some point had like a pro controller or like a dodgy controller. Yeah. And then it's always the been Mad the one. That, one. Yeah. yeah. And then it's always been the one that you didn't want to play with. Yeah. Like you'd always be like, oh, you get the the see-through controller mm. that's yours the worst one was uh, the ones that had a slow-mo button that you would yeah. accidentally nudge on the back and all it would do is like mass like pause and unpause the game like what on was every that even frame for? i don't know just yeah. so you can watch it move is that a slow-mo or to turbo or turbo mode? and turbo yeah. never seemed to do anything no. as far as i was aware didn't really understand that one there no uh, the only thing I can think of other than that, which is similar to, you remember when U2's album got published? Yeah, I was thinking about that as well, yeah. Uh, towards the end of the PS3's life cycle, Sony did a firmware update to the PS3 and SingStar was just put on uh, the homepage and you couldn't delete it. It was I like a SingStar Sing hub. Right. So everyone had it. I mean, some people will have wanted it, but I imagine that most people were like, why is that there? Let me delete it. And you can't delete what it. What about um, not... What was the, the PS4 Astro's game? Astro, it's As not, is that Astro's Playroom? I was getting mixed up. Astro's... Uh, so what was the one on PS5? That was... I think that was... Ast um, I don't think that was... That wasn't Playroom. I think it. PS4 I think Astro's was Playroom was Astro's the PS4 Playroom. one. Yeah, yeah. okay. We all had that because it came bundled on the console, didn't it? Yeah. Or pre-installed, I think. I can't remember. I, f I, think I don't it think it was bundled. Well, not bundled, but I think it was just on... Because I think it's it, a tech it was demo, just, isn't the PS5 just... one was, but the, I don't think I can't remember if the Playroom well, was I, actually. I, I had like it on mine, and I don't think yeah. I would ever have chosen to download. Yeah, but you didn't that, get it at but... launch though, so well, true, it may have it was been a later added thing. afterwards. Yeah. I honestly can't remember now. It's been so mm. bloody long. It may not have been there at launch, but certainly I think a lot of people who bought PS4s later down the line ended up with Astro on that. Shake console. the yeah. DualShock. Yeah. Can you feel him? Well, not feel him. Can you see him in there? Yeah, you had to swipe the. The touchpad. Oh, no, Astro's Playroom out. was the PS5 secret. Oh, was it? So what, uh, what Astro Bot. Astro Bot Rescue. Astro Bot Rescue Mission is the VR one. Hold on. And then there's this two, there's only three of them. I can't remember what they're called, though. Astro's Is it not The lab. Playroom? The Playroom, uh, maybe. Yeah. I don't think it was Astro branded. I think it was just The Playroom. But he was in it. He was in it. Yeah. Before he was given a given a game. Whereas Astro's Playroom on PS5, yeah, everyone has it's it. It's just people, called Playroom. Uh, the PS5 was playroom. Astro's Playroom. Okay, yeah. Playroom. But the PS5 one, yeah, everyone had it, but actually quite a lot of people played it, I think, so at good. launch, and it was really good. Really good. Yeah, yeah and a good really way really to get, uh, you know, try out that controller for the SSD. first time. SSD. 
Yeah. Great music. It's it? great music. Brilliant. Yeah. Found anything else about it? No, just that the rescue one was on VR. T- yes. The first mm. VR. And was really good too. We need mm-hmm. a we need an Astrobot platformer, a proper one. Yeah, why aren't they doing that? I the only other thing that. actually that uh, is Links Africa is um, when you get like the odd little random game in a Steam bundle that you, that's not why you're buying the bundle. Yeah. You know? mm. So anyone who is a, a kind of a regular Steam gamer, you probably have like a few little odds and ends on there that you didn't ask for. Don't want it. Yeah. Mm. Never yeah. launched it. Yeah. Yeah, I've got so many of those yeah. in my Steam. <laughs> Well, there we are, everybody. This has been our little bonus podcast. Thank you very much to our patrons for submitting all those questions. Sorry if we didn't get around to your question. Sorry. Uh, but mm. we encourage you to submit regular questions going forwards. Next episode will be our Game of the Year podcast, so we won't be taking questions from that. But we encourage you, if you are a patron, to submit your Game of the Year stuff in the relevant post. It's on our Patreon right now, patreon.com forward slash team triple jump, after which point you can submit news and stuff and we'll... Uh, We'll carry on Just as, pick a as new regular. story, submit it, and we'll probably talk. If it's one of the big with ones the of question. the year. With, with a, a question. With a question. Yeah. yeah. What are your thoughts on mm. biggest news story of the week? Yeah. Be specific. Yeah. <laughs> Don't just put that. Don't just put that. Yeah, yeah, we need yeah. more than that. Yeah. Uh, there's loads of places you can find us around the internet. Peter's going to tell you a couple of them now. You can find us at youtube.com and twitch.tv forward slash team triple jump. All of our videos are on YouTube and almost all of our streams are on Twitch. Occasionally there's a little special one on YouTube, oh, uh, mostly on Twitch. And if you've got Amazon Prime, maybe you got it around Christmas so that you can get all those last minute presents delivered nice and quickly um, and you've still got it hanging around. You've got a Twitch sub. It's in that bundle. You've already paid for it. So why not spend that on us? You'll get all the normal benefits of being a subscriber. We'll get all the money of you being a subscriber. Everyone's a winner. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, on all of which we are at Team Triple Jump. So come say hi on those. Um, We have a Patreon, of course, patreon.com forward slash Team Triple Jump. We've talked about that enough today, but hey, still there if you fancy going to it. Yeah, go check it out. TripleJU.mp, that's TripleJU.mp. That's our website. You can find links to everything we do on there. And why not leave us a lovely New Year's five-star review on your platform of choice? It helps something to do with Al Gore's rhythms, and we'd uh, we'd really appreciate that. It would mean a lot. Just enough time, Ashton, to talk about the sponsor again, please. Yes, of course. In the year of remastering games that only came out very recently, uh, it is, of course, 2023 remastered. Bigger, better, more swine flu, apparently. And a roguelike. And a roguelike, yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Thank you very much for listening slash watching all of this year, and we wish you a very safe and happy New Year's. We'll see you next week. Bye. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.